Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Group on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSport.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 562. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from Merritt, British Columbia. Yes, I'm a Lions fan. I Actually, I'm a fan of the CFL. I like all the teams. Well, maybe not Saskatchewan, but hey, who does if you don't live there? Okay, whatever. What's going on here? I've got the, the mics open on the other two boys here, and we got a special treat tonight. Charles is AWOL. Well, he's not really AWOL because he, he did, he's not absent without leave. He's actually, we, he's in Toronto for work. So we said, okay, you don't have to take the night. The, the, you can take the night off. You don't have to be on the podcast, but he did create a great agenda for us. So really happy about that. Uh, it, it's, it's mostly all about free agency signings and stuff like this. So we're going to have some fun. We're going to talk about it. We're going to do what we can. So, Today on the show, we've got William. William, welcome to the show, buddy. How are you doing? I'm here. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Awesome. It's not cold, awesome. It's not cold in Calgary. It's not cold in Calgary, so I'm no. happy. Well, no. it's, it's kind of, it's in the minuses here, so that's not bad, but it's, nothing's looking good long-term, that's for sure. Um, well. So, we, we also have, we have a special guest tonight. And we'll see what happens on the long term. Um, we've been trying to coerce this guy out of the podcast for a while, or at least I've been talking about it, and we have been laughing at me hysterically. Yeah, yeah. No, you <laughs> haven't been doing anything about it. You just laugh at me because anyhow, uh, we got William's big brother Rick here, Rick McDonald. He's he lives in Abbotsford, British Columbia, but he's a diehard Bomber fan. He, he, he may have left the place, but he never gave up on his team. Not like Will. Will's no longer a Bomber fan. He's now a Stampeder family living in Calgary. But anyhow, we got Rick on the show. Welcome, sir. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. I may regret this, but hey. we'll see. Oh, you know what? It, it, it's okay. You do what you got to do, and you speak when you, when you need to or you want to, and uh, – We'll go from there. You just got to learn to think really fast because things happen really quickly on here. And that seems to be the stumbling block for everybody. A lot of people, they have to think about what they want to say and you can't because otherwise there's dead air. So we'll see what we do, what, what's going on. Yeah. But we've been going back and forth for quite a few years now and uh, it's, it's good to have Rick on the show. Okay. So let's, uh, we're going to get right into, um, our agenda today, because it's the biggest story of the week, that's for sure. Um, Brady Oliveira signs a two-year extension with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Now, I put this post up there, and um, Justin Dunk wrote an article on it, and it was just like blowing smoke up his ass. And it was just like, oh, man, he took a hometown discount, and he, he, he just loves the town, and he took way less money to stay in Winnipeg, and and, and I said, I call bullshit on it because it really is bullshit. Um, if he did that, he would have accepted the offer that they gave him. Um, 
and, and everybody's coming back saying it's not about the money. It's, he's loyal to the team and this, that, and everything else. And, again, that's bullshit because if the NFL came knocking, he'd be gone. If Winnipeg didn't counteroffer what the BC Lions or the Hamilton Tiger Cats had offered, then he'd be playing in, in Hamilton because Hamilton had the best offer. And they have a, you know, a not bad uh, – um, oh, never mind. I'm not going to even go there. I can't even remember the word I wanted. But – Here's the deal. This is why he picked Winnipeg. We all know why he picked Winnipeg. He loves it there. He lives there. That's his off-season home. His girlfriend lives there. He's part of the community. He does good things. He does charity work. He does all sorts of things. He always wanted to stay in Winnipeg. It's not loyalty to the team. That's his home. That's where he lives. That's where he lived before he came to the Bombers. That's where he's going to live after he leaves the Bombers. It's his home. So playing it in your hometown, what does that do? It saves you money because you don't have to have an apartment in Vancouver or Hamilton or Toronto or wherever else you're going to live because you're just not going to give up your house in, in Winnipeg for six months out of the year in Vancouver. No, you're going to go stay over there. So there's a lot of additional costs that you have to personally put out when you leave your home. It's different if you, you, you live in... Edmonton and you're currently in Winnipeg playing at Winnipeg and BC gives you another a better offer it's easy to jump from Winnipeg to BC but when you live in Winnipeg and Winnipeg's your home and that's the team you're playing for it's got to be a pretty big pry bar to get you out of that town okay so if Winnipeg Blue Bombers had offered them a hundred eighty thousand dollars and the Vancouver Lions or BC Lions came up with 260, Hamilton came up with 275 in the first year, that's almost $100,000 difference. That's almost 30%. You're going to jump ship real quick from Edmonton or from Winnipeg and go to Hamilton for that kind of money. You'd be a fool not to, okay? So Hamilton came out with that offer of 275, takes it back to Kyle Walters. Kyle Walters says, Oh, okay. I'll give you 240. Brady Oliveira says, "Done. Sign here. Boom, boom, and it's done." And he's off there. So yeah, he gave the, he he took a hometown discount, but in the end, he's actually putting more money in his pocket because you can't live in Hamilton for thirty-five thousand dollars for six months, not with needing an apartment, needing you know two sets of dishes, two you know everything else. That's a lot of money. Okay, you save that money by staying in Winnipeg. You, you go home and sleep in your own bed with your girlfriend every night. It, it's not a bad gig. So he didn't do it because of loyalty to Winnipeg. He didn't do it because of loyalty to the team. He did it because it economically made sense. Okay, it was about the money, 100%. Otherwise, he would have taken the 180000 and said, hey, thanks very much. I appreciate being in, in the city. But he had to play... Kyle Walters against the other offers from the other teams. And, and I don't blame him. Good negotiations. Everything worked out well. I was under no illusion that he was going to leave Winnipeg. I thought for sure he was going to sign with Winnipeg. Would he take a hometown discount? Of course he would because it makes sense to. Economically, he's putting more money in his pocket right now by staying in Winnipeg at 240 than going to Hamilton at, at 275 or Vancouver at 260. It's definitely a better deal for him, okay? No question about it. I'm going to send it over to William. What do you got to say on this one, buddy? 
Well, you know what? I I do agree with you because, and I've talked to I've talked to uh, to my buddy Todd here, whose son plays for the Stampeders, and the Stampeders look like they're not going to sign him again. So he's got to make a decision to see if somebody else in the CFL will sign him. And if he does that, he has to keep two residences because he's going to move to wherever he's playing and he still wants to keep his home in Calgary. So it does cost more money. Um, I think Brady Brady Oliveira is smart to stay in Winnipeg because not only can he play for his hometown and be a superhero, but he'll also have many, many, many opportunities because he's a hometown boy that he's not going to get in Vancouver or Hamilton. And 100%. It's going to cost him, and I don't know this, you guys know this better than I do, it's going to cost him a hell of a lot more money to live in Vancouver than it is in Winnipeg, let's face it. So, oh, true story. And And it worked out really well for him because, like I've said before, I don't think you should pay any running back in the CFO more than $150,000 a season. So he got 200 plus because of negotiation and other teams. So he's probably making more money than he should be making, and he's happy. So, hey, I mean, 250K goes a long way in Winnipeg. Oh, I don't, I don't doubt know. that. I mean, you'd have, to, I you'd have to pay me to live in that town. Well, and me and Rick are perfect examples of I don't know why anybody would want to stay in Winnipeg, but that's just me. Okay, I'm not saying the city's bad, but I didn't want to stay there. <laughs> You're not and saying all, it's all, great. All, and, and obviously my brother didn't want to stay there either. So go ahead. Rick, hometown boy, tell us what's going on. Do you agree with this or do you have some other uh, concept as to why this all came down? Did we we didn't lose Rick? He's still here. Is he did he mute his mic? Ricky, where are you? <laughs> okay. I scared where him away he? already. I can't. It's not possible. I, 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 I don't know, man. About that. I didn't. I don't think I said anything bad. I I don't know. Did he fall asleep? Did he fall asleep? Is that what it is? We are. I don't know. Same... It. it, it it says he's still connected and his mics is active unless he turned it off at his end. Okay, let's see. Right. Hear me? Okay. Oh, Rick. Oh, oh there, there you are. are. Now we can hear you. You got me? Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I could hear yeah. you guys. I'm I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Huh? Anyway, Walk I talk does some weird shit, okay? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes. I it does. I agree I agree. I agree with all the points you guys made. It it does make fiscal sense, even if it's less money. But there's also another thing that a smart guy would consider: is 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 he is he the same running back on another team, different quarterback, different scheme, different? He's got a problem with his mic. Yes, he does. Because you went all. Gar- we got all garbly there, Rick, and then all of a sudden you just vectored off into the twilight zone. You disappeared again. Can you hear me now? Yes, I, I can. can. 
You're allowed technical issues on your first show. Yep. Only the first show, though. Well, after that, we can harass you. Yep. Are you talking or are you not talking? Do you have me now? Yep. Yeah, we, we have you here. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, continue, with, continue with your point. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Now, what, what, you were so telling us another, that we, there thing. was something that we hadn't thought about. Yeah. Right. Yeah, right. Or, or you hadn't you're, you hadn't mentioned. Well, you know, another thing that would come into my mind if I was Brady is I'm going to be, am I going to be as successful with a different old coordinator, a different old line, a different quarterback? You know, is he the same running back when he drops into another team? I don't think he is. No, and you're correct on that. I mean, it's the same thing as why I know Bo Levi, Bo Levi Mitchell stayed in Calgary is because he wouldn't have been as successful anywhere else because Calgary had a system. They had an O-line. They had an offensive coordinator. They had a, a, a quarterback coach. I mean, the, the entire offense was designed around him because of that. It, and if he went to Toronto, which was – they actually offered him more money way back when, uh, he stayed in Calgary for, for less money. Why? Because of those reasons. And now is the, – the big question here is, is all of their – is Brady going to be as effective this year now that the O-line isn't the same? Stanley Bryant's older. Uh, Jamarcus Hardrick is gone. And who was the other yeah. guy that retired? Somebody retired, too. He yeah. must have been a guard. He must have been a guard. So, well, yeah, but, I mean, you can plug those holes, I think. But You can, but again, it's not the same. No, but once again... Once again, I, I tend to wonder, you know, also this year, will defenses be uh, be setting up for them, and will he have as an, as an effective year? We'll see. Who knows? Who knows? Well, if defenses right. weren't exactly. setting up for him last year, they, they, they were incompetent. I, I just don't, I don't think the quality of football last season, straight across the board on – all teams except for maybe two or three, was any good. It was probably the worst season of football I've seen in 50 years. Most pathetic, at least first half of the season. So are all these teams going to pick up their socks and do a little bit better? And is that going to shut him down a little bit? Or at least calm him down, cool him down a little? Something like that? I don't know. Got anything further to say, Rick? Yeah, you know, it, it, it could. And, well, you know what, as, as, as a Bomber fan, um, I wasn't worried even if he did leave because, you know, all the stink everybody made over, oh, we can't Andrew Harris, Andrew who? What the fuck did that do for the team losing him? No big deal. Then Brady steps up. There's another guy waiting in the wings that will make the, make the offense run. That's just the way it is. That's the football coach in me. Well, I mean that's William's everybody, point. Everybody, everybody's, re- everybody's replaceable. Well, and right, and bottom line. So why are you paying him so much? 
right. Yeah, well, that, that's that, that's what I, I wonder with this money. I, I didn't hear the numbers on what they're paying uh, Dalton. I haven't yeah, heard Dalton's haven't, either. They but. haven't said that, but it's only a one-year contract, so I bet you it's not that much. We'll see. Who knows? Well, but the, that may or may not. Hang on, William. It's 230000 for Dalton Schoen. Oh, is it really? Okay. That's about he's, he's uh, cash, eighty thousand dollars. Eighty thousand dollars too much. He's cashing too much. in big time. Yeah. He's cashing yeah, in big time. You know what? Bottom line, okay, they're bringing the same players back and they're paying them more money. Here's the news scoop: they didn't win the Grey Cup last year, or the year before. No. <laughs> so they do. So they do need some changes. Okay, and they have changes, so we'll see. We'll see. Right? Well, I mean, their number one receiver is coming back. Their number one running back is coming back. Their number one quarterback is coming back. Their number one tackle is coming back. They have changed that much. Not on the offense. No, but, I mean, they're they're still going to lose some guys, I think. And uh, they've already lost Hardrick. Um, they also lost the other offensive lineman. Um, I think Rashid Bailey is a a free agent too. Nobody's talking about signing him. So who knows? We'll see. And of course, they have changed somewhat because now they have Chris. I'm a quarterback, running back, Strevler back. Okay. So, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that later. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, so I mean, this was a good signing for Winnipeg. No question about it. Of course it was. Of course it was. Uh, bringing well, the, Brady Oliveira yeah, yeah, back, yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it's huge. Yeah. Okay? Fans love it. Bringing him back for $240,000 is, I'm sorry, it's stupid. Agreed. I mean, you can... You can get a running back, a good running back, out of America right now, no problems. First year, you bring him in on a rookie contract at $55,000 a year. You could probably buy, get an ex-NFLer in for $100,000, $120,000. I mean, paying him $240,000. And the worst thing is, is that, you know, people are paying him extra because he's a Canadian. And I, it just boggles the mind why that happens. You've, yeah, you've got a starting Canadian. And the only thing, reason why he has that much value in Winnipeg isn't Brady Oliveira. It's Johnny Augustine. If they didn't have Augustine backing up their Canadian starter, then he wouldn't have that much value, wouldn't have as much value. Because if he goes down, you're fucking with your roster to get your seven starting Canadians. Having a Canadian backup is amazing. Doesn't happen. And that's why Andrew sure, Harris sure. had backed up Brady Oliveira. And, you know, I mean, Kyle Walters has done a really good job of finding high-end Canadian running backs to keep this going for four or five years. Five years, counting the, the year that's missing in the middle, right? It's been that long. And it takes a while to do that. And he took a page right out of the Calgary Stampeders playbook in doing the Canadian thing. 
So yeah. So no, yeah, at the man, PC, too, we man, had Andrew man, Harris, right? That's where it came from. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't yeah. life be simpler if we just got rid of the Canadian rule? Oh, 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 wouldn't that be oh, nice? Yeah, yeah. I know I'm preaching to the choir tonight. Yeah. Oh, 100% well. you are, but it, it's ridiculous how many people will argue with you on that one. Yeah. And, yeah. and I've, I've yet, I have yet, I have yet to hear a valid argument. In fact, we had Paul McCallum on the show here on our podcast one night, and we went at it over the ratio. And he absolutely is adamant about it. It's the best thing that's for the CFL. It's all about the CFL. And I'm going, how? It's the worst thing for it right now. It, it's hurting us. It, it, yeah. You, you, you know what I – this is going back a long way, but when I think a big change happened in the CFL was free agency. Because when I was a kid growing up in Winnipeg, the Bombers were the Bombers year after year. Same players, same players, same players. You got to build a relationship with them and got an identity from them. They didn't move around from team to team. They stayed put with their team. And that made oh. a stronger fan connection. Oh, 100% it did. I mean, it, it didn't do anything for the pocketbook, and I, and I get it, but... That it was because there was no sal- there was no salary cap back then either. So, yep, and yep. that's the main reason. So, I mean, you're you're actually older than I am, aren't you, Rick? I'm not the oldest one on yeah. the show anymore. Christopher, um, he's older than both of us. So, well, I'm older than you, or at least you like to point well, that out all least, the time, I even though we're the same age. Hey, Rick, Rick, you're what? You're 72 now, right? I'm 63. Oh, okay. Sorry. Anyways, well, I'm just—he's he, a bit of an asshole when it comes to things like this, Rick. Yeah. Oh, he's more so, than a bit of an asshole. So, when we were young, things. I don't know about you, but when I was young, I was a really big hockey fan. Okay, we followed the, the NHL at that point in time. Back then, the Boston Bruins acquired the rights to Bobby Orr when he was 12 years old. And they pushed him through the right way of getting, bringing him up to the NHL through which team, all the teams all the way along. He was there. He had support. He had training. He had everything else that goes along with it going up the thing. It was the same thing with Montreal. If you were French-Canadian and you were good at hockey, you were going to play for the Montreal Canadiens. It was inevitable. They owned that market, right? It was just one of those things. And then the draft, they brought the draft in so, to make it fair for everybody. And then they brought in free agency. And free agency is the number one thing that has destroyed this league, every league, every league, because there's no consistency in the teams. Now, it, yes, it's got the players higher salaries, salaries that we would never have seen before. But at what cost? We've lost the engagement of the fans. And that's very important. And how, how are we going to get it back? Now, I'm a, I'm a completely – there was a woman the other day that um, – Ottawa Red Black fan who put up a post on the uh, R Nation group that said that they released uh, Nate Bahar. 
And she said, that's it. I'm done with this team. They, after releasing him, I'm done with them. And I, go, I'm look, I put up a post against that, and I said, look, every player on that team is gone in five to ten years. Probably the coaches and managers and possibly even the owner. The only consistent thing in football, in any team sport, is the fan. We're the only ones that stick by the team, good, bad, ugly, decade in, decade out. It's been 52 years that I've been a fan of the BC Lions now. How much change has the BC Lions had in that time period? They used to be a community-owned team. Then they went into all sorts of things with Murray Pezum and uh, Bill Comrie yeah, yeah. and Nelson Scalbania. I mean, those were horror years. Okay? But we stuck by the team. We were the fans. We were the ones that so I don't give a shit who plays on the field. I don't care what player is on the field. I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Okay? Do I make comments if they do something stupid? Yes. They brought in Bo Levi Mitchell right now as a quarterback. I would say that that's fucking stupid. Okay? Hamilton did it. I don't know why the Ticats fans don't see it stupid. They think it's a great thing. But anyhow, it doesn't matter who plays for my team. It doesn't matter who the quarterback is, the running back, O-line, D-line. I'm going to love my team no matter what because that's what it means to be a fan. How can you just say, oh, well, they're releasing my favorite player. I'm not going to support the team anymore. Yeah. Well, He's a Canadian. Not a real, not a real fan. It's ridiculous. It blows my mind how people – and yeah. the fact that the Edmonton team has collapsed the way that it has boggles the mind. Now, I understand that a lot of people are pissed off about the name change, but it's only the name of a team. Who cares, right? Yeah, I think it's it. a stupid – get over it. But I, I, it should never have happened. It was ridiculous. Um, they went woke, and they, they're paying a price for it. 100% <laughs> they're paying a price for it, just like Disney is, just like um, Bud Light is, right? It, it costs you money when you do travel this road. And, uh, but it, the, the fans shouldn't walk away like that. And I understand their team sucks or has for a while, but I don't know. It, it blows my mind. You're either a fan or you're not. Agreed. I mean, if nothing else, I can respect the fans in Saskatchewan. Because eight years out of ten, their team is shit. And they do have yeah. the most loyal fans out there. No doubt about it. I mean, these, I know people who 60% of their wardrobe is green. Yeah, cheese heads of Canada. I, I, I honestly don't tell. I, I honestly can tell you that I don't have a piece of clothing that's green. Uh, it's an ugly color. <clears throat> but anyhow, so um, let's move on. We're gonna the next one. We're sticking with Winnipeg right now. All-star receiver Dalton Schoen resigns with the Bombers again. This is no really big surprise. I mean, he's got consistency with the quarterback. The quarterback hasn't changed. Um, why would he want to go somewhere else? And he ended up, again, leveraging a an, uh, an competitive offer 
and ended up with 200 or $230,000. Good on him. But he's a receiver, yep. and he's not worth two hundred and thirty thousand yep. dollars any more than Kenny Lawler was worth three hundred thousand in Edmonton. It's just—I'm sorry. There's receivers out there that you can get that are going to be maybe not as good, but maybe not as good as a hundred thousand dollars cheaper. <clears throat> so it boggles the mind that you know. Okay, a receiver might be worth one hundred eighty thousand dollars high end. 200,000 tops if you're just like ripping the league apart. And Sean did. He did extremely well last year. So $230,000 isn't outside of the realm of possibility, although I still think it's at least $25,000 too much. You can, you can get a lot for your money in that receiver position, just as you can in the running back position. America's got lots of them. So, Rick, you tell us, $230,000 for um, Dalton Schoen, $240,000 for um, Brady Oliveira. That's half a million dollars, which is a 20% of your salary cap. Yeah, that's crazy. No, I think it's 10%. crazy, but, you know, I, I, I think it's – see, you, you guys know the ins and the outs of the CFL more than I do. I don't – pay attention to all the details what is the salary cap on a team 5.56 million dollars this year okay so not much so (laughs) no it's not very much and these two guys two players took up half a million dollars so 10 percent of your salary cap okay zach caleros is taking up 10 percent of your salary cap so between them, they have t- over 20% between three guys. Now you need 52 players. Yep. A lot of, pe- a lot of people are going to be playing for $55,000 this year. And didn't the minimum wage go up to 62000 Will? Yeah, Isn't I think this it the did. This is the first year that it's, it's, the first year it's I, gone I up think, to 62000 I think, I think it yeah, I think it's 62 this year is the minimum. So, I mean, that's an extra seven. That's an extra seven grand because it was 55. Per player. Right? Yeah. Yeah, for, so, for 40 players, you know, do the yeah. math on that. Yeah. Right. So. Seven but, seven thousand hey. times 40 is 28. That's 200. And, no, it's 280 thousand. No, it's more than that. It's too. Anyhow. It's too much money. I mean, staying within the salary cap is too difficult when you're playing people like this. And Toronto screwed up the marketplace. Edmonton screwed up the marketplace. Hamilton screwed up the marketplace. And Kyle Walters is not helping. So now everybody has to do it. Sort of defeats the purpose, right? Well, well, the salary were, cap was but, supposed to be put in place to protect the teams from themselves. Yeah, but in reality, the salary cap is pretty it's stupid because you can go over the salary cap. And what's the fine? The fine is what you went over on the salary cap, right? Dollar Something for dollar, like that, up to 100 it? grand yeah, that you lose a draft pick. 
Oh, is that what it is? What dollar for dollar. So, so. Yeah. And how many? And how many people go over it on a regular basis? So, but maybe that Not happens in that. Well, some do. So, depending on injuries well, no, and stuff I, like I that. I track that. I track that quite regularly. And there's only been, there hasn't been that many teams go over the salary cap in the history of it. It came in in 2007. In that time, uh, Saskatchewan's gone over it four times, Montreal twice, Winnipeg twice, Hamilton once. Toronto went over but was not fined because the league owned them at the time. And BC, Calgary, and Edmonton have never been over the cap. And we know Calgary never goes over. Calgary and BC haven't gone over it ever because they had the two cheapest, cheapest general managers in the CFL for too many years. So, and those guys, those guys were probably thirty. Those guys were probably way under the salary cap on any given moment. So, well, well, Wally Buono is the reason why they actually. Most people don't know this. But, yes, there's a salary maximum salary cap, but there's also a minimum salary cap. That is you correct. actually have to pay you actually have to pay this amount of money to your team, regardless of it. You have to pay that much, spend that much money. okay You can't just go cheap on everybody. okay so you, there, there's, a, there's a floor. there's not only a ceiling, there's a floor. okay Well, what yep. they do and what Wally and, and Huff both did is they paid below that salary floor, okay? Come December, they were $200,000 under the the salary cap floor. And what they would do then is then they would start signing their players and offering, giving them signing bonuses, and those signing bonuses went to the last year's salary cap, not the one coming forward. So if the contract was uh, ratified by the league, in the previous year, then that salary went towards them in that previous year. So that's how they always got themselves up off the – nobody ever got fined for being too low. It's because they backfilled it from the year before. Brilliant, in my opinion. But, um, you know, and then you've got that much more to spend the next year or not. Or not, yeah. Right? I mean, if that's that's your M.O., is to be, you know, coming in low, then that's your M.O. That's what you do. That's Wally Buono's signature. That's John Huffnagel's signature. You know, if you want to be the most ex- uh, highest player at your position, you're not going to be a member of the Calgary Stampeders. That was just a fact. Hmm. That's why, you know, Calgary players are, and coaches are all around the league. Because if you want to get paid a lot of money, it's not going to be in Calgary. Now, that may have changed now that John Huffnagel has taken such a big step backwards. It's definitely changed in B.C. since Wally's gone. I mean, there's really nobody from the old guard in B.C., Neil McAvoy a little bit. I mean, he did mentor underneath Wally as a GM. <clears throat> but anyhow, I, I don't know. Nobody ever posts the actual amounts that each team spends. 
they only post what a, when a team has gone over and by how much and then what the fine is. And the maximum fine is it's $1 per dollar that you go over the cap up to 100000 and then you lose a draft pick. You lose your number one draft pick. Big fucking deal. How many number one draft picks actually make it into the league? You know, like seriously, you want to do something like that, then lower their their salary cap for next season. That'll penalize them. Penalize, you have to lower the salary cap by whatever you went over by. Mm. Got to have some kind of penalty. William, what's your thoughts on Dalton Schoen coming back to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? He's a receiver. They spent too much money yeah. on him. That's my only thought. And and they've done that around the league for a long time now. I mean, last year they gave the Lewis dude in Edmonton three hundred thousand dollars. Okay. I think it was three twenty. Eugene Lewis. Yeah. And then the Gino? year before. Yeah, the year Kenny before Lawler. they gave that they gave Kenny Lawler two hundred and eighty thousand dollars or something like that. And so Dalton's shown at how much is he making? Two fifty? Two I guess two thirty. I guess that's a bargain for a number one receiver. If you go by the other it number is. one receivers. So I, I agreed. And and But it's you still know, too much money. Kenny Lawler was the best move, it's too much money. But it's what the market will the bear, mar- and obviously, yeah. obviously somebody offered them that, and and Winnipeg didn't have a choice. So, there you go. Well, they they, they did have the a South- choice. They did. They could have said no. Yeah, let them go. Yeah, let them go. Yeah, well, but they're not going to do that. And, and, and well, that's that's what Calgary has done over the years. Yes. And because we can. We can replace great players with guys like Matthew Schlitz, okay? And we have no problem. We just keep on going on, buddy. So, hey, whatever. I think we're supposed to talk about that later. Yeah, whatever. Because I think it's funny. I don't even want to talk about Calgary, (laughs) period. (laughs) <laughs> no, we, we, we have gonna, to talk about gonna, Calgary. I think I think I'm going to start talking to Sparky about becoming a rugby fan or something, soccer fan maybe. Who knows? Who knows? Whatever. Whatever. Anyways. Okay. So the next big signing here was uh, running back William Steinback has been picked Stand up back. by the BC Lions. Stand back, sorry, not Stein, stand back. Um, One-year contract, 29-year-old. He's been injured the last two seasons. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. We're, it, this is, the jury's out on this one. I'm uh, skeptically optimistic and hopeful. Uh, last year, he was the highest-paid running back in the CFL, at $160,000 in Montreal. I hope the BC Lions didn't pay him that much this year. 
I mean, he was released. This is a signing. This is a, it doesn't have to go to the free agency. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, what would they, they got him for $120,000, $140,000? Oh, did they? I was going to ask you, what oh, did yeah. they sign him for? Do you know? Okay. What, no, nothing's been released. But if he earned $160,000 last year and he was injured most of the year, Montreal didn't – they released him. They didn't – they said, we don't want him. Go away. And, uh, you know, it's not like, oh, we're going to try to sign him and everything else. No, that's not what happened. It's not like Brady Oliveira's situation. They just said, okay, that's it. You're released. Go. And uh, so he's gone to BC, and he's, he's begging for money, and he's from all the teams. You know, do you want me? Do you want me? Do you want me? Well, what are we going to get you for? I, I would have to believe he's paying, getting paid $120,000, $140,000. If you're paying him more than he got paid last year, you're stupid. So yeah, that's for sure. It, it, it doesn't say in, in the article how much he's making, and that's usually because it's an embarrassment. So, yeah, let it be. I mean, I, I'm okay picking him up. He's a, he's a very powerful back. It's nice to have somebody that can crash the tackles. Um, the the thing about Stanback that everybody is saying, well, he's old. He's not. He's 29 years old. That's not very old. He has been in the league a long time, five, six years. But And he's been injured the last couple. Is he healthy? That's a big question. Can he stay healthy? That's a big question. Does BC have an O-line that's going to make him a hole? That's a question. But BC was ninth last year in rushing yards. In a nine-team league, that's unacceptable, especially if you're trying to win a championship. They had to do something with the running game. So, like I said, I'm skeptically optimistic. Rick, what's your thoughts on William Stanback going to the BC Lions? Well, the the, the guy's got a fell a, a career average of 5.9 yards a carry. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. You know, he's got he's got 2,000 plus yard seasons under his belt. That's not bad either. You know that no. that might I mean. Anything BC signed is better than what they had last year. Right. But you also have to make a commitment to run the ball. Well, that too. That too. So So there's three three factors that come into this. is is the quality of the running back, the quality of the O-line, and the willingness to commit to the run. Yep. Yeah, well... (laughs) And all, all of those matter when you're trying to win a championship. Yep, for sure, for sure. I was always a run-first guy as a coach. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm well, big on running backs in the ground game. I hate, the, I hate forward passes, always have. Yeah, but, but yeah, no, the quality I, I, of quarterbacks it, 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 is a little bit better in the CFL than in, your, in the leagues that you were playing. <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah, right? So, you know, 
throwing the ball is, is a, a greater challenge. Yes. Yes, a lot of things got to go right, though, when you throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but and yeah, I, no, I've watched I, a I couple it, NFL it, games lately, and God, those guys are bizarre receivers, those guys down there. They, they, they pull shit out of the air that shouldn't come down. They're ungodly in their actions. Yo, hell yeah. Yep. Yeah. 100% agree. 100% agree. So yeah, no, I, I think I think that for the if the price is right, which you're talking, I, I think that's a good a good deal for BC. Well, I I, and I, I don't I, know how anybody could justify up, I, any different price. Yeah, I didn't I, I didn't realize that he was like a five point nine average over his career per carry. That's that's substantial. It is. It's huge. <clears throat> so, if if BC can turn their run game around, they're a, a, a true competitor this year. You know, I would have some optimism for them. Last year, I knew they were going to be a good team, but I, in, in the end, you know, I had no doubt that Winnipeg was going to beat them. So, you know, this year, if, the, if, if they keep improving the way that they do, I think BC is making themselves a better team. I'm not sure Winnipeg is at this point in time. So I don't disagree. Is it they're, they're not really Is it going to balance not, well, out or are they going to be closer? Yeah. I I I I don't know. I you know, we go back to last year's Grey Cup. There was a few coaching calls I think that were more of a detriment to the game than the actual play of the players. Yeah, and, and that's been happening a lot lately uh, on a lot you know, of teams. You're, you're, you're in the red zone with first down, and instead of handing it off to Brady, you get intercepted in the end zone? What the fuck were you thinking? Mm-hmm. But that's – I, I guess this, this all – moving pieces in all the teams throughout the league, every team is going to change as they lose a few free agents and gain some. It can change the, the whole dynamic of the team, and who knows how they're going to come out. Some will come out better, some won't. You, you cannot build a, foot, a quality football team from free agency. I don't care what anybody says. Kent Austin tried it. He went out and busted the bank buying a football team and had no – no chemistry there's no cohesion co- between them they it just it they didn't play football well together yeah they got yeah. to the gray cup but that's because the eastern division is the eastern division and they got to the yeah. east gray cup two years in a row and they failed miserably in both games and uh it's just like you can't do it and then all of a sudden these t- these mercenaries because i don't know what else to call free agents but mercenaries because they're there for the money they're not there for anything else if you see a player jumping ship from one ship to the other every year in free agency what would you call them they're hired guns a whore (laughs) all of the above they're a whore they're a mercenary whatever you want to call them right and and that's 
you can't build a team full of peop- individuals. It doesn't work. You're better off to go get somebody young and train them and, and bring them into the system and, and, and get some chemistry with the other players beside you and, and move along and turn over 5% or 10% of your team every year so that they're always getting younger. You're not just getting old. That, that to me is Winnipeg's fault is the entire team has been together for five years. You know, there, there hasn't been enough change over in the players in Winnipeg. They were the oldest team, on average, the oldest team last year in the CFL. BC was number two, mm-hmm. but they, it wasn't, they weren't that close. But, you know, TJ Lee's getting on, so is a lot of the BC Lions. But last year, Winnipeg Blue Bombers were the oldest team in the CFL. You have to you have to start rid of, getting rid of the veterans. You have to start bringing in some new blood and doing that. And Wally Bono was a master at that. I mean, he would he had no problems cutting G. Roy Simon loose. Yeah, you know what? You might be good this year. You might not. But you're over the hill for me. You're gone. Yep. So, and and that hasn't happened in Winnipeg, and it needs to. And, and really, if you look at Winnipeg, and we're going to go back, what, six, seven, eight years ago now, Will, because we've been doing this longer than that. Um, I had a huge problem when they brought Winnipeg in, and they hired a rookie president, rookie GM, rookie coach, and a rookie QB. They got rid of the rookie Ooh. QB. Drew Willie didn't cut it. I was going to say, who was the rookie QB? <laughs> the rookie QB Drew was Willie. Drew Willie. Drew Willie. Yeah. But, you know, they got, they got Wade Miller, brand new at the position. Kyle Walters, brand new at the position. Mike O'Shea, brand new at the position. And it took them four years before they became a quality team. But they, you yeah. know, they, they stuck with the plan. They, they, they went long-term on it, and they kept going and going and going. And their, their biggest Achilles heel was the quarterback. They did not have a quarterback. Yep. Who, who was yep. the quarterback that, that in, in 2019 for them that got injured? That guy. Was that I can't Trevor, remember his name. Was that Trevor Harris? <laughs> No, 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 no. No, he was Walter, in Ottawa. What's his, name? what's his name? Shit. He was a game manager. <laughs> Kevin Glenn, shit. no. Um, no, come on. What's his name was a big fan of his. Rudy 2.0. What, what is that guy? 2.0. Which quarterback? Who was the quarterback? Who was the quarterback? In 2019, who was the quarterback that got hurt? And they brought Zach Caleros. They had Strebler came in, and Strebler shit the bed several times. And then they brought Zach Caleros in and won the Grey Cup. Matt Nichols? Yeah, there Matt Nichols. Matt Nichols. Yeah. That's it. Matt Nichols. <laughs> so, 
You know, and, and, and that was the, always their story. They would not. They would not have won the Grey Cup in 2019 if Matt Nichols had been the starter. I don't think they would have won the Grey Cup in 2019 if Chris Jones didn't go to the NFL. I think Saskatchewan would have won it. Really? They were the powerhouse in the Western Division that year. And uh, they had an idiot for a coach. I guess. But we'll never be able to tell. Anyways, can I talk about nope. William Stanback for a minute? I yes, think, of I course. think I think it I think it was a good signing. I think mm-hmm. that I think Winnip- or Winnipeg BC's problem is last year. I mean, we can argue about this, but more or less, if not number one, they had the they had the number one receiving core in the CFL. And I think they had too many. I think they had too many good receivers. They didn't think they had to have a running game, and that fucked them. That's arrogant. Their running game was their running game was non-existent. And I still think Vernon Adams can't put it all <laughs> on his shoulders and carry that team. He needs some help in other ways, i.e., a decent running game. Okay. Yeah. So 100%. it was a good it was a good signing and the guys got experience. So we'll see cuz they're not going to have what who they're not going to have Dominic Rhymes this year. They're probably yeah, He wasn't not there last have, year though. Yes, he was. He was injured for the majority of the year. Well, okay. Um they're not going to have Lucky Keon, Whitehead. Keon Hatcher Lucky Whitehead. Well, we don't. He's still a. We don't know that yet. He, he hasn't. He hasn't signed with anybody. Right. We don't know that he's yet. Still a, he's he's a UFA, but I I don't like like Lucky Whitehead that much, to be honest with you. Um. So we'll see. We'll see. The man has speed. That's just not undeniable. Yeah, but that's about all he has. Mm-hmm. So I I think he's, there was at good, least he's got good hands. Yeah, but I still think there was at least three other receivers on that team that were better than him last year. So yes, I don't d- disagree. But our number one receiver, who is Keon Hatcher, ruptured his Achilles on the last game of the year in the the Winnipeg game. So he's not coming back for the beginning of this season. So now you're down three receivers from last year. So he did resign, and that's cool. And we did sign up everybody else. All the other receivers are all signed up. So I'm not I'm not worried about them. We'll see where it goes. Okay, next up on the Saskatchewan Rough or. Rick, are you done with stand back, or do you have anything to say? Or yep, no, I'm done. Good? Nope, nope. I've said my piece. Okay. Uh, Saskatchewan Rough Riders agreed to terms with a two-time Eastern All-Star running back, A.J. Olay. Now, I know they pronounce his name Olet, which is stupid, but that's how he pronounces <laughs> his name, so we have to let him have it. That's his mother. They are French, but Americans. And Americans pronounce things really weird, like Notre Dame. 
Notre Dame is not how you say that name. It's Notre Dame. And it means Our Lady. So, anyhow, beside the point. They're mispronouncing his name. But he's now a Saskatchewan Rough Rider, and it's kind of a great place for him. He looks like a hillbilly. He, you know, he's, he's raggy. If all you've got to say about something, somebody is that, I mean, he's got a mullet. It, it, it's terrible looking. He's a hillbilly. I don't know what else to say. He's going to fit right in on Saskatchewan. It's just it's, it's the perfect fit for him. He's a poster child for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Uh, five foot nine, two hundred and eight pounds, two hundred uh sorry, sorry, hundred and nine yards rushing, five point seven yards per carry, eight touchdowns. That's not too bad. He's got a good pair of hands. He only did hundred and sixty three yards, uh, but four majors on the ground uh, in, in the air. So yeah, he he did okay. Um, that was in in Toronto. And what else have we got here? It does not say what he signed for in Saskatchewan. Uh, last year, he made $115,000 at the Argos. That was his last year on his three-year contract, three-year rookie contract. Okay. I, I think he's a good, solid running back. I don't have a problem with him. I, I think he's a – is it the system? Is it the quarterback? Is it the running back? What made him successful in Toronto? I think it was a combination of everything. Is he going to have that in Saskatchewan? Well, Corey Mace is a big un, unknown for a lot of us, um, and I don't even know who they've got for an offensive coordinator. I know Corey Mace is doing the uh, defensive coordinator thing, I believe. <laughs> um, they have. It's an upgrade for Saskatchewan. They they have Ron Lancaster's grandson. Remember? Oh right, 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 right. right, right, right. He's the OC. He's the OC. I think Saskatchewan is in so much better position right now, at this time of the year, than what the Riders were last year. Okay. So there, there is hope for the riders marginally. I don't think they're going to be at the bottom of the uh, Western Division. I think we're going to reserve that one for Calgary. <laughs> Hate to say that, but it's true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be a bit of a dogfight between Edmonton and Saskatchewan for the last playoff position in the West. What's your thoughts on this, Rick? Well, I think that last comment is probably probably pretty accurate. Um, Saskatchewan seems to be uh, adding some players with. Didn't, didn't Saskatchewan get that that bomber O lineman? Yeah. yeah. Time with Saskatchewan. Yeah. Yep. Hardrick. Yoshi. Hardrick. Yep. Yeah, so I mean they're they're they're, they're putting some, but uh, this this AJ guy, I mean realistically he's he had one good year last year, right? Yeah. No, actually he's had two. I mean, he's had two years in a row. Excellent. Yeah, well the year before. 
year before he was only half as productive in yardage and a quarter productive in touchdowns. So, but they won the great, yeah, but they won the great cup, but they yeah. won the great cup yeah. that year. So they, they, they did. And, uh, I wouldn't put it on his back that they won the great cup, but anyway, nope, we'll see. Nope. Definitely. Once again, for Saskatchewan. So hopefully he keeps going, but, um, for them, but we'll. But I'm sorry, the dude needs a freaking haircut. <laughs> I can't oh, get past the hair. I can't get past the hair. Oh, you and just wait and see. You just wait and see how many Ryder fans have that same haircut this year. Okay, oh, it'll be. They'll, they'll 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 make wigs that look just like that. I guarantee you. Okay. I was gonna say that they'll they'll have them for sale at the stadium. Everybody will buy them. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah. They'll throw in a free it, banjo it's, it's if a cr- you buy a wig. It, it's it's cross between a mullet and and uh, dreadlocks because it. it doesn't look like it's, it's horrible. Well. It's horrible. It's horrible. You'd think <clears> the guy. So. You'd think a guy who lives in the center of the universe could get a better fucking haircut, but nope. It's not even a good dye job. Come on. Especially, especially a white dude. I mean, come on. Right. right. I know. I know. Equal opportunity. But he's, he's, we're not racist. He's a powerful runner. I mean. Um, he did nothing against Calgary when we went to that game last year, Will. Like no, but Calgary was good against field. the run. Calgary was good against yeah. the run last year, so. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, you know, but, but no, the, the one thing about it is the problem with an offensive player, either a receiver or especially a running back, long hair is part of the uniform. Somebody's going to wank him down by his hair. And then there'll be a big cuff off about that. Yeah. No, but somebody will. Yeah. And it's legal. It's perfectly legal. The hair is part of their uniform. Just like grabbing an arm or a leg. Just like grabbing an arm or a leg. So. Yeah. So. Which, That's which why running backs don't have long hair. That's why receivers don't have long hair. All the all the big braids out in the city, out in the on the field, are all defensive backs or defensive yeah. linemen. Yeah. Which is interesting that it's legal because it's it's virtually better than a um, horse collar, as far as hurting somebody and yanking them back. It. It's their choice. Yep. Yep. True that. You know, cut your hair, it won't happen to you. <clears throat> so, I mean, it, the kid is good. I, I can't deny that. He's consistent. He's strong. Yep. He's powerful up the middle. And I. <sighs> it's been so long since BC had somebody like that. Even Andrew Harris was was great up the middle, and, but it, it always seems to be that we're always looking for a scat back. These tiny little guys that can weave in and out, the Stephen Logans and, and uh, whatever, right? I, I just don't see it. I don't 
I don't get it. You want somebody that's just going to move up the up the middle. Mizell was was doing that, but he was always went down on first contact. First contact, they had him down. Yep. You, you you need he needs to bust a tackle or two every time. Yes, he does. You know you you can't be happy with two to three yards, four yards. Yep. And, uh, yep. and we just kept – BC kept doing that over and over again. And then they, they signed him in the offseason, right? They let the other two guys that were actually productive, they let them go, and uh, they, they re-signed him. And I just went, why? What's going on? Well, then they went and got stand back. So um, maybe they're going to let this guy go too. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Going to be competition for the position. Saskatchewan's just – slowly building a team. I like what they're doing. I mean, it's just the fact that they have a new coach. Everything's going to change for well, Saskatchewan. they got a new coach. It's, it's, it's interesting that Corey Mays seems to be a real popular guy, if you think about it, because, okay, he took, not only did he sign Saskatchewan, he took half of Toronto's coaching staff with him. Mm-hmm. He's also he's also just signed their number one running back, or they just signed their number one running back. Um, he got a decent offensive lineman from Winnipeg, and so they are. He got an old lineman there, out man. of Calgary too, I think, uh, out of uh, yeah. Toronto as well. That's right, and they're starting to build yeah. something there, so they could be interesting. I, this I have year. a I have a thought. I know it's scary. Yep. Um, what if the success of the Toronto Argonauts was Corey Mace and not Ryan Dinwiddie? Well, it could be. I mean, because basically he got he got he got stripped of his. In, I mean, Ryan Dinwiddie got stripped of almost his entire defensive coaching staff in this off season, so. That's, uh, but you remember in, in, in 2022, in yep. 2022, we were going through the beginning of that season, and, and you and I were betting money that Dinwiddie was going to be the first coach that got fired. Yeah. Right. And because wrong, he was just wrong before, he was he was making sure. he was making absolutely terrible coaching decisions, awful ones yep. that were losing yep. games for him. And then he was still making bad decisions, but then Toronto started to win games. Yep. And it is hard to fire the coach when your team is winning. And they just continued to win right through to the Grey Cup, which secured him another two years on the, on, behind the bench. <clears throat> We're yep. going to see this year what it is, whether how much of that was Corey Mace. Yeah, well... I mean, I mean, Ryan Dinwiddie does seem to be do wonders with with uh, quarterbacks because he was the quarterback coach in Calgary for most of Bo's career, and Bo did well. And then he's been the court. He's the quarterback coach. I guarantee you for uh, for uh, Kelly, and his playoff game didn't go so well, but he did have a stellar season. 
So we'll see. The, the, we'll see. the team had a good season. Yeah, sure. Okay. But let's and and once again, let's see, let's see what Kelly is like when he doesn't have Olette to turn around and hand the ball off to all the time. Because no mm-hmm. matter no matter no matter what anybody argues with, I'm sure you'll both agree with me. The run sets up the pass. It's that simple. It always has and it always will. Well, that's chiseled so, into a stone tablet somewhere. Yeah, I know it is. But they just they, they try and change these things. They shouldn't be ever changed, okay? It's the way it is. So, no, Only if you have a run. Right. But that's why I, I'm shocked that people neglect the run in this day and age. And they think the pass oh. is the only way to go. So... Now, that's your coach, Dave Dickinson. That's true. That's very true. Okay. Speaking of high-end passing with the Calgary Stampeders, they've agreed to terms with the quarterback sensation Matthew Schlitz coming out of Hamilton. Had a stellar (laughs) year last year, mostly from the hospital bed. But, you know, maybe – Maybe Dave can teach him how to be a good quarterback. We'll see. Maybe. Maybe. Scott Milanovic. I don't know. He hasn't done that well with Jake Mayer. But but Scott Milanovic couldn't, so I don't know if Dave's going to have a chance. (laughs) Well, Scott Milanovic knew better. Got rid of him. Well. Look, you've got to be shit. You've got to be shit when somebody picks Bo Levi Mitchell at this time in his career over you. Yeah, well, you're right. And and I would, I would to be honest with you, I would still pick Matthew Schlitz over Bo Levi Mitchell right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they think he's going to do because he's not going to do shit. So, no, I don't know. Well, I mean, if we're going to take a step back here just for a second, because this was something I wanted to say when we were talking about Saskatchewan, they don't have a quarterback. Well, they do. They have Trevor Harris. Is he going to be healthy? Is he going to stay healthy? He has not had a complete year in the CFL. Yeah, but he's still, he's still, the third best quarterback in the CFL, hands down, if he stays healthy. <clears throat> if, but he hasn't. Right. But in Saskatchewan ten years, got, in ten years, that Saskatchewan got an offensive tackle, so maybe that helps him. Saskatchewan got a running back, maybe that helps him too. Well, I know. So, <clears throat> but when your backup is Jason's Matt Mason's fine, you know. And since we're on this subject, two weeks ago or a week ago, when you put online that uh, the Stamps had signed 
um, Jake Donagella as their backup quarterback, I would be better Dugala. with Jake, yeah. Don, Don, Jake Dugala than I would with Matthew Schlitz. I know. So. <sighs> yeah. I, it, it, I didn't say that they had signed him. I said that that would be a place in which that he could land. Yeah. And I said, I've heard that he is going that direction. <clears throat> you see, he may still very, be there. Who knows? Calgary may still find him. It's very, 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 very uncharacteristic for Calgary to sign anybody's retread quarterback. Of course, but we don't have John Huffnagel in control of that team anymore. To, to me, to me, that means their their locker, their 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 spare locker full of quarterbacks is all emptied right now. So, hundred percent. That's all I can say. So, and, and that's the scary so thing. So is it in BC, right? I yeah. mean, re- realistically, in BC, we have uh, Vernon Adams. Right. Dane, Dane Evans retired, and um, uh, Dominic Davis, Davis is a free agent, and they don't look like they're signing him, unless he just you know nobody else wants him in the league, and he signs for a shit contract in BC. I'm sure BC would keep him for a, a third down guy. Yeah, because he does right score money. a lot of touchdowns. He does score a lot of touchdowns. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> mhm. But you know, it's only one in two yards. I mean, you can't give him any credit for that. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it, it's hard to say. I mean, BC has needs a quarterback. I I was really shocked that you know they hadn't picked up Jake Dogala or Matthew Schlitz yet. I'm kind of hoping that they do pull. Trey Ford out of Edmonton because we know that Chris Jones is not a fan of him and he would fit r- nicely into the BC um, <clears throat> offense because he's very similar quarterback to uh, Vernon Adams. You see, and that's a, that's a thing though, you know, you have to in, in BC, BC needs a decent backup quarterback because Vernon Adams does get hurt for part of the season usually. Right? Last year he got hurt for two or three games. Did he not? Yeah, it wasn't many. He that, yeah. Yeah, he had that knee problem. Games. But you still, yeah, you still have to have a decent backup. You have to in every team. As long yeah, as we have, do. as long as we have the Canadian ratio in the CFL, we're going to need yeah. quality backup quarterbacks. Because when you have Canadian O-linemen setting up against American D-linemen, the quarterbacks are going to get hurt. I don't care. Nobody can argue with that one. If, if The argument is, is that Canadians are just as good. And I'll tell you, that's not true. We haven't had a good defense, uh, an offensive line in BC since Rob Murphy and Jason Jimenez were tackles for the Lions. 
And how far back does that go? I don't know. I've never been a BC fan. That's a forever thing. I think that was back in the late 1990s. Uh-huh. They, they were mean, nasty, huge American offensive linemen. But it couldn't have been that far back because Wally brought them in. So it would have been the early 2000s. Yeah. Because I think he came over from Calgary in 2003, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Something like that, yeah. So it would have been in the, in the early 2000s. 2002, I do believe, because they won the or they won the Grey Cup in 2001 while he was the coach, and then he was gone the next year. So, yeah, yeah. So you know, and you, you a big nasty American O lineman would be a dream in this league right now, and nobody does it. You know why nobody does? And they're they're holding on to Stanley Bryant forever because he's the only one in the league. What was that, William? What were you going to say? Finish your thought, Rick. I said, you know why nobody doesn't? You know, you know, go after these big nasty um, U.S. O linemen because football coaches at all level. I hate it every time they say that they focus on the skilled positions when they're bringing guys up from the States. For some reason, they won't admit that playing O-line is a skill. And so that's where they like to hide, you know, burn up some of their Canadian quotient on the O-line because they're not that important because they're not skilled players. And I call bullshit. Me too. A hundred percent agree. And that's that's why CFL quarterbacks get hurt so much. The number one position on your football team is your quarterback. The number two position on your football team is the left tackle. Don't what disagree. good is having a quarterback if you cannot protect him? And I'm I'm speaking as a left tackle here. Hundred percent agree. Kent Austin but, buys the man for the simple fact that he wasn't smart enough to build an O line to protect the greatest young quarterback the CFL had seen in decades, and he abused and beat up Zach Caleros. Well, I thought you were talking about Marcus Crandall. No, 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 no. He wasn't. He wasn't in Hamilton. Anyways, whatever. Can you imagine the career Zach Caleros could have had if he wasn't put through a meat grinder in Hamilton? Yeah, well, shit happens. It does. I'm just glad Austin's gone from this league and is never coming back. He's coaching football, high school football somewhere. And that's too good for him. Can you tell I don't like the man? Yeah, I can tell. I thought he was a pretty good uh, coach in general. Sorry. Just saying. 
Oh, just he—he he let Brandon Banks get away with fucking everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He brought yeah, that guy yeah, into the league know. and treated him like a god. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm sorry, he wasn't a very good coach. Okay. So you wanna you wanna Rick, you wanna Rick, what's up? your thoughts you on Greg Cup in Saskatchewan? Yeah. Not as a coach. Go ahead, Rick. No, as a quarterback. Well, I think he won one in BC too. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Rick. What's your thoughts on Matthew yes. Schlitz going to the Calgary Stampeders? Was this a good signing for the Stampeders? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Come on. I don't know. Come on. I don't think Rick even I'm, knows who Matthew Schlitz is. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest that I'm not that familiar with him. And I, I actually thought that um, Calgary's quarterback last year, Mayer, had, had, had some good points and needs some more work. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, <coughs> he was the number he does, two. He, he does passing need some yards more work. last year. He does need some more work. He needs some more work on another team. How does that sound? Anyways, <laughs> he could prove he could prove me wrong this year. He could prove me wrong. You never know. But, I mean, he did do a good job last year. He he was second in the league for passing yards. That That's not easy to accomplish. Okay? Yes, they were between the was, 20s. He, he, was he wasn't able to put and, it in the end zone. He was, he was six and fucking 12. He's not a good quarterback. Sorry. He was, bet, you, he was better than six and 12. No, he wasn't. That was the record last year, sir. Was it? I thought it was better than that. I thought Saskatchewan was six and twelve. No, they were six and twelve. The year before Calgary was twelve and six. And the yes, year after they were six and twelve and they still made the playoffs <clears throat> because Edmonton was so bad. And Saskatchewan yeah. went on a free for all at the end of the year. Or a nosedive at the end of the <laughs> they, year. So massive dying, downward spiral. That is correct. So if a team goes from 12 and 6 to 6 and 12, why are you defending the coach? Oh, dead air. Silent. Silent. No, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I know where you're going with this because you don't like Dickinson's. Um, uh, because Not that I don't like Dickinson. Repu- I think he's a shitty coach. He, he, he has a reputation, and uh, he's won he's won Grey Cups, okay, and uh, you know he can only as do what player. he can do with the player with the players that he has as a coach too, my friend. Sorry, he was the general um, manager last year, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. He was sorta. But Huff was still around. Huff was still around. So let's see. I'm, so his uh, first first he, year as a GM, they said, went six and twelve. He, oh, he said he was going to make a big splash in free agency. Well, he hasn't made the big splash yet. And that's the other thing I was going to mention about Saskatchewan. Where once again, Corey Mace is a popular guy because they also signed Jameer Thurman. Okay, yep. ex Calgary 
ex-Calgary, ex-Hamilton linebacker. And he's only 28 years old, and he's really good. So, but, and Corey Mays coached him in Calgary, so he must, uh, he must be a popular guy. So, Ooh. seems to be well liked. Yeah, it does. It does indeed. Okay. Well, we're going to move on from Matthew Schlitz then, because nobody seems to like the guy. And well, well, Rick doesn't dislike him. He just doesn't know if him. If that's the, he, if hasn't that's the been, biggest he signing, hasn't given that big of an impression. If that's the biggest signing in the in Calgary for the free agency this year, we're in fucking trouble. Okay, sorry. Well, it's the, the only one so game. far that I've seen. Right, it's the only one I've seen. Yeah, <clears throat> you're right. So, Anyhow, uh, Hamilton Tiger Cats have agreed to terms to DB Jamal Peters. Let's go over to this story for a minute here and see what's going on here. Uh, Jamal Peters, where was he last year? Uh, Tiger Cats made Toronto. Peters the highest paid defensive back in the CFL. Oh, my God. Did they pay this guy? They're not saying. They did not say, but he's the highest paid defensive back in the CFL right now. Right. Wow, I mean, he, he he was a good good player in Toronto. I mean, Toronto had a uh, a, a very stout pass defense. So, ah, not sure that that's he's good. He was a boundary cornerback, fifty-seven tackles, six interceptions, and a sack, and one touchdown. Mm-hmm. Good size. So what's your, what's your take? Size wise? Yeah, he's a pretty good size. Like 6'2", 220 or something. It doesn't say in this article. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 6'2", 220. That's right. Yeah. <clears throat> he went un, un, undrafted. In 2019, time will tell on this one. But uh, I mean, he had a good game, good year last year. But uh, you know, to me, the defensive backs it's, it's it's a team. If they're not all good back there, then you know you can't just have a superstar defensive back and a bunch of idiots all around them because then they're not going to throw to that guy. Well, yeah, nope. exactly. And and if if you if your front four or seven aren't putting pressure on the quarterback, you're suddenly not that good. Well, and, you know, and I, I I'm looking at that the opposite way with Matthew Betts, is you know the sack leader for last year, um, an amazing defensive lineman. But how good was he? he? He was only good because BC had an amazing backfield. I mean, the defensive backs shut down the pass into BC, gave him the time to get the sack. If you've got receivers that are open, you don't get sacks. So is he going to be as efficient somewhere else? If he goes somewhere else, you know. 
if he goes somewhere else, right? I mean, who is it? Didn't Jackson Jeffcoat say that he wants out of Winnipeg because he's tired of being beside Willie Jefferson? Yep. So, who knows? And, I mean, they, they, if you think about it, Winnipeg's also spent money on those two guys. So, do they have enough money to find Jackson Jeffcoat? I don't know. We're going to find – well, not if he wants to leave. Right. If he yeah, wants sure. to leave, he's going to go. Yeah, he is. You know, he, even with a competitive offer, you know, you're gone, you're gone. Right. So, and now I'm not saying that uh, Winnipeg hasn't given him a competitive offer because the only thing we've heard – so far out of anything is that he wants to leave. Yep. So hard, hard to argue with that one. Yes, we'll sir. see where he ends sure. up. Could he end up in BC for a discount? Matthew Betts is gone. Could he end up maybe in, he, in Edmonton? Maybe he's the one big signing for Calgary in the off season. <laughs> Might be. I mean, Betts has, has got offers right now from BC, Montreal, and is it Hamilton or Toronto? One of the two. Right. <clears throat> I personally, I think I think he's going to Montreal. That's his home hometown. That's where he's you know grew up. That's where he lives. Um, why wouldn't you go play football there, right? Even it, at a discount from what the Lions are offering, you'd go, and I, you'd you go home. I've all, and I've also always believed and believe that sacks are a overrated stat, to be honest with you. Well, they so, are. So, I mean, is it worth your while to spend big bucks on a guy like that? Not really. So, well, I, I don't know. No, not up in the $300,000 range. No, not even close. No. But I'm a cheap fucker, so, you know. I no. I personally think the, the only people you should spend $250,000 on are kickers. Because they are the key to the game. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh, so you agree with Kyle Walters spending two hundred eighty thousand dollars on Justin Medlock? Then you're, yes, you're a yes, fan absolutely. of that? Absolutely. We were on the same page, us three, <laughs> me, him, and Mark Wedall. Okay. So. Yeah. Well, Mark, Mark actually liked the signing. He thought it was a good deal. It was a good spend to spend the money there, uh-huh. but uh, absolutely uh-huh. not. No. Uh-huh. I still oh, well. can't get over that guy. That I don't know who it was, but did the interview where he said, "If you were the commissioner of the CFL or NFL, what would you do?" And he, the first thing he says, "Get rid of the goalposts." What the fuck? Kickers yeah. aren't even football players. Why are they even on the team? That's correct. I thought, I thought for sure that was that was you on that interview. I thought for sure that that was <laughs> Wilson. Such a waste of fucking time. Well, I mean, somebody else said that the other day is that they, they had watched, a British guy watched the NFL for the first time, and he said, why do they have kickoffs? You have a kickoff, 
you start halfway up the field, you kick the ball through the end zone, there's no return play. Why don't they just give them the ball on the 20 and be done with it? Why, well, go, my, why my, go through the entire exercise? My, my biggest issue with some people is, and I know you don't like to talk about NFL on this program, but but you pay I, I you just pay did. The, you, you pay the number one quarterback in the NFL fifty five million dollars a season, and you're gonna leave us leave the end of the game up to a guy to kick a fucking field goal. Come on. Mm-hmm. 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 Do, do you do realize that that one? That one player, that one player yeah. at fifty-five million dollars could buy the make, CFL. Makes makes more money in one season than every single player in the CFL combined. Yes, sir. And I then some. That. Yes, sir. We really well, and he and he can. and he and he sucked worse than Schlitz. At I don't times know. This it, year it, he has. At times this year, he has. So, <clears throat> so anyhow, Jamel Peters is in now in Hamilton from Toronto. Rick, do you have any opinion on that? Who's Jamal okay, Peters? Don't, I don't care. Jamal he's a Peters, back, isn't he? Yeah, yeah he's, he's a, a D-back. He was a he was a good D-back with Toronto. I, yeah, I remember D-back. I have a hard time remembering D-backs' names. You too. Yeah, they're not. You know, they're, yeah. they're important and all that, but um, the only time I notice them is when they get burned real bad. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, the whole thing with having a D-back is nobody to know your name. Exactly, right. yeah. yeah. If, you, if you're yeah. completely anonymous out on the field... You're doing your job. When you're a D-back, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100%. <clears throat> okay, our next well, little topic here. we got 20. Go ahead, Rick. What do you want? I was, was going to say uh, a D-back I do know got an upgrade on his contract this year, Nelson Lacombo. He got a raise. Is he a D-back so or a linebacker? Around. He's a linebacker, isn't he? Hmm, No, I'm pretty sure he's a D-back. That's Bo Lacombo's little brother, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the next article here, which is kind of funny, and and Charles put it up here, and I, I, I honestly don't think he read the article. Oh, maybe he did. Yeah, sorry, there was more to it. I won't say that. Good. Um, okay, so <clears throat> what is the headline here? The headline is Argos hit hard with player departures. And they did. They got abused. Yep. And a Darius Pickett is gone. Jamal Peters is gone. Boris Beattie is gone. Jordan Williams is gone. Now, Jordan Williams was uh, a Canadian linebacker that was with the the Lions, and he nipped off to Toronto last year in free agency, which, in my opinion, was a big loss to the Lions. He's a good kid. 
So he's now gone to the Thai Cats. Um, <clears throat> they got a few other players that they've done. They brought in national kicker uh, Liram Hiralahu. Now, that's interesting because now they have a Canadian kicker. He came back from this NFL. That is correct. I don't ever know. I don't know how he ever got into the NFL because he never really did anything spectacular in the CFL. I thought he was consistent. It wasn't his nickname Hula Hoop. Yeah, that's what we nicknamed him. That's what we named him. You had the. You had the inability to say his name, so. No, actually, his name isn't so hard to say. I've had some far worse names. Uh-huh. Hiralahu. Yeah. Liram. <clears throat> okay, so anyhow, this is, they got rid of Boris Beattie for this. Now, Boris Beattie has been a pretty consistent kicker, and I don't know why they would have done that. I don't have a problem with it. And did somebody pick up Beatty? Was it Calgary? No, no. No, no. Um, yeah, Saskatchewan? somebody signed him. No, I don't think it's Saskatchewan. I thought it, was an East, I thought it was an Eastern team. Okay, Boris Beattie is a French-born Canadian football place kicker for the Edmonton Elks. There you go. There you go. Once again, Calgary's going to be in last place in the fucking West this year, for sure. Well, (sighs) Rene Paradis is a solid kicker. You can't complain too much about him. Yeah, and you know I want my season to depend on a kicker. Can he play? Can he? Can he? Can he play? Can he play quarterback? Well, maybe. A lot of no, kickers were quarterbacks in high school. He's a fireman, so I don't know if he can play quarterback. <clears throat> he probably should stick with that. Good, he's got a solid yeah. career to fall back on. He does so. Well, he'd probably do both jobs because yeah. it's not like it's not like kicking is a real physical fucking job, is it? So, and you don't even you really don't even have to practice with the team, right? No. So, just saying. He probably takes his fire shifts even though he's playing for the Stampeders. So, <laughs> make some extra coin. What what kind of money do they pay kickers in the CFL these days? Way too know. fucking it's much. Probably, it's probably too much. They should be at the bare minimum. I, I think they're in the 150 range, which was yeah, really unusual. Okay. Unusual when Winnipeg paid. Justin Medlock, 280. Because it, it, it was so 
out of left field, so to, so to speak. Yeah. I can use a baseball euphemism here. Um, yeah, it was just it was stupidly gross the amount of money that they paid Med, at Medlock. Yeah. Um, CFL. And and I think that it depends a great deal on whether you're a place kicker and a punter or just a place kicker. Right. Okay, because if you if you're doing think. two jobs, it makes a makes a big difference. Yes, two jobs, and they're very physical. <laughs> okay, so in um, 2023, okay, the highest paid kicker in the CFL was Brett Lowther with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders at 136,000. Next was Sean White in BC at 133, Sergio Castillo in Edmonton at 146. Hard money was 123. There was bonuses in there which he didn't attain. Um, Boris Beatty was 120. Lewis Ward in Ottawa was 115. Renee Paradise in Calgary was 100. Richie Leone in Ottawa was 90,000. Uh, David Cote in Montreal was 89,000. Stefan Flintlock in BC, who the, was the punter, was 82,000. Mark Leggio in Winnipeg was 74,000. Chandler Worthy in Montreal was 127. This is kickers and punters mixed into it, obviously, right? Uh, Devontae Deadman in Ottawa was 127. How did this go? Oh, those are returners. Never mind. Sorry. How did how did that get into the same article here? Three down nation. Fucking fucking with my head again. Yeah. So that's kind of it. Hard, hard money. The high number was one thirty, with Brett Lawther and Sean Sean White. That's what a kicker is worth in the CFL. Not a bad gig. Yeah. Not for somebody who doesn't have to get hit. Exactly. Very rare to ever get hit. Occasionally occasionally might have to make a tackle. No, you don't have to. You you choose to. You don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to. You don't have to. You you, you never see Bo Bo Levi Mitchell running after an interception. Oh, fuck. Look at it. He's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Look at that boy run. (laughs) That fucking run, man. (laughs) Get him some grits. He's gone. Okay. So, uh,. Let's get over so here. Toronto's, this, Toronto's uh, getting decimated. Toronto's getting decimated, and that's pretty much what it is, not only in players but in coaching. So I, it's going to be – I think the CFL in the Eastern Division is going to be a lot closer this year than it was last. I'm, I'm still really 
at odds with Ottawa. I, I don't think they've got the coach that they need in Bob Dice. Their number one quarterback is Jeremiah Mazzoli. Who? Who did they just sign? They just signed somebody. Drew Brown. They, they, Drew Brown. They, they signed Drew Brown, right? They, they, they both have starter money. And they also have Nick Arbuckle back there, who is not so under contract. A, he's he's going to be a free he's agent. A, he's a free agent. Somebody's down he's the side. Free him. agent. I was hoping Calgary would but sign who, him, but I guess not. But it's, it, it still can happen. Yeah. <clears throat> just because he, just because they signed Matthew Schlitz. Did they? I don't know. I didn't really read the article. Did they say how much they paid him? No, they did not. But a hundred grand is okay. one hundred and fifty grand is about it. That's the ceiling. Right. But the real question is how much hard money? What's what's the signing bonus that he got? Because that would define whether or not he's he's going to play the game. Because you right. can sign eight quarterbacks and have a competition or not even, you know, sign Matthew Schlitz because you don't know whether yeah, or not you're going to get Nick I, Arbuckle. I, and then a free agency uh, comes up, you get Nick Arbuckle, you just release Schlitz. Something tells me Schlitz is not a bonus kind of guy because he's not that good. No, so why would you give him a signing bonus? Because you don't right. even know if he's going to play yet. Right. And would you have given him starter money? You know, is he gonna uh, is he making four hundred grand? No. I hope not. No. He can't be. Well you still have Jake Mayer under contract, so you 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 know, you have to be cognizant of that. Yeah, you can cut that fucker any minute if you want to. <laughs> Right now, he's the best quarterback on your team. Shut the fuck up, Christopher. Damn straight. Until you get, until you get somebody better, you need to keep him. That's why no, I don't Dave understand Dickens, why why Dave Saskatchewan Dickens, got rid of Jake Dolagala. Why? Dave why Dickinson, did they get rid of him? Dave Dave Dickinson is the best quarterback on Calgary right now. Okay, and he's a fifty-year-old man, so. Well, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe Jake Merrill well, well, proved me wrong. I doubt it. We're we're, we're going to go back to uh, hockey for a second here. Uh, Bobby Orr recently was uh, uh, interviewed, and uh, the guy said, "Would the 1971 Boston Bruins would they be able to? Would they beat?" The, the current Ottawa Senators. And Bobby said, yeah, probably by about one goal. And he goes, the guy goes, why only one goal? And he goes, well, most of us are in our 70s now. Yep. <laughs> it's a true story, right? 1971 Bruins. 
Anyhow, <clears throat> this article here on Messerschmitt says nothing. So we don't know how much Calgary's paying him. So there it is. But the Argos got beat up really bad. Okay, let's go. We got 11 minutes here. We got nine teams. We're going to do this really quickly. Headline is one free agency need for all nine teams. <clears throat> BC Lions need a running back. Well, they just did that today. Uh, Edmonton Elks need defensive line. Yeah. They gave away Jake Sarizna for currently getting. Yeah, which, which I couldn't figure out which I couldn't figure out because I thought Jake Ceresno was a good player. He, he was, was a good, good player. player, but like I said, the, the, he got too many major penalties at inopportune times last year. Chris Jones was pulling his hair out with that. He had to have also been a nuisance somewhere, whether in the locker room, in the film room, something else. Something pissed off Jones on this one guy because – he was he was amazing, and to trade him for Curly Gittens, I don't. I, I'm sorry, I don't think that was a fair trade. So you had to get you had to want to get rid of him. Okay, uh, Calgary needs a receiver and a Reggie quarterback. Apparently. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, not according <laughs> to CFL.ca. That they, they they're sound at that position. Uh, Saskatchewan go. needs some defensive back. Nick Marshall's gone. Corey Mace is now in charge, so he needs to revamp that secondary. Because <clears throat> now, I mean, in the Western Division now, you've got Vernon Adams, Zach Calaris, and McLeod Bethel Thompson. <clears throat> at least three of the teams in 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 uh, the West have good quarterbacks the least respectable ones. Agreed. If you're Saskatchewan, then you're you're only really worried. The only one, Saskatchewan only has to worry about four Western teams, and they've only mentioned three quarterbacks. So I guess they're they're not really concerned too much about Calgary. Okay, Winnipeg Blue Bombers. It looks like they need an O-line is what he's saying in here. There you go. Uh, Toronto Argonauts need some linebackers. Jordan Wilson's gone, and uh, Darius Pickett is leaving for Ottawa. Moncrief is uh, – they, they picked him up from Saskatchewan, right? Uh, Ottawa Red Blacks needs an entire fucking team. Oh, I'm sorry, they, they, a defensive back. And they've oh got my – Ottawa's got a better quarterback than Calgary does, so and he's crippled, but that's beside the point. Uh, Jeremiah Johnson or Jeremiah Mazzoli? Jeremiah Johnson, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking Jeremiah about Drew Brown. Drew Brown. Drew Brown and he's uh, oh, unproven. Drew Brown. Okay, oh. he's unproven, hundred percent. I I I don't know how. Anybody can go off and pay that kind of money for Drew Brown. It, it, it boggles the mind. They got to take a chance, I guess. I, I know, but you don't have to take a chance on on big money like that. Yeah, but 
it's what the market will bear. And okay, so if they didn't sign Drew Brown, their starting quarterback would be Jeremiah Mazzoli. And he's played three or games Nick. in two years. Okay. Well, so, you'd have to rely a lot on Nick Garbuckle. You'd have to sign him. I know. And he sucks. No, no, there's still uh, Justin Crum or whatever the hell his name is. I think Justin he'll turn Crum. out decent. Yeah, I think he'll turn out decent. Yeah. I mean, we saw no. Crum and Powell more than any other quarterback out of those six last year. Yeah. So. Yes, okay. we did. Ottawa needs a defensive back end. Montreal Alouettes need an O-line. Reality is Montreal struggled to keep Cody Fajardo clean through a meaningful chunk of 2023. <laughs> you can't keep Cody Fajardo clean. He hey, comes how out many, full of shit no matter what. How, do, do you have last year's predictions? How many of us predicted that Cody Fajardo would win the Grey Cup? Nobody. I know how many, I know how many of us predicted that. Yeah. The majority of us picked Montreal to be last in the Eastern Division, if not the league. That is correct. That is correct. But what do we know? Oops. In, in, in fairness to us, okay, in fairness to us, the team at the time was owned by the league. Danny yep. Machocha, the general manager, was not allowed to spend a nickel in free agency. Right. Correct. They had just brought in Jason Moss as their head, head coach, coach, and then they brought in Cody Fajardo as their quarterback, and we all laughed hysterically. <laughs> yep. So we did. them winning the Grey Cup last year, I mean, I, I wish I had put 1000 bucks on them at the beginning of the season. Uh-huh. Not that I would have, because I figured for sure that would have been a, I'd lost a thousand bucks. But anyhow, so that's our one free agency need. So this is the the last one here. I'm saving it for last. It's the funniest one, is all. You're bitching about your quarterback situation. Winnipeg Blue Bombers just signed Chris Revler. This is funny, and I, I, I don't mean that in any disrespect. The guy has done nothing in the CFL, and he did nothing. And he went down to the NFL, and he made a career down there doing nothing, to the point that he actually got an NFL pension. And yes, he now did. he's come back. At, last year, he said, "I will not be back to the CFL. I am too busy down here with my." Uh, quarterback school and then the next thing we know he's re-signing with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers of all the teams to sign Chris Strebler I would have not thought it to be the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and then I find out he only signed for $120,000 which is nothing 
And yes, he has a lot of bonuses and incentives in there. Oh, did we, we lost Rick? Did we? Was that was that on purpose? Maybe not. I'll call. I'll call him back. See 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 what he has to say. Or maybe he just got pissed because I was talking about Chris Trevler. No. Did a Phil Miller on us? No. Maybe he had to go home. Who knows? Oh, he said, sorry, I just got dropped. I'm totally baffled why Bombers signed him. (laughs) Does he want back in? It doesn't say. Okay. So, yeah, it it baffles the mind that they – they did this. Yeah. No, I don't know why they signed him either. But, hey, he did he did serve a purpose in their offense in the Grey Cup year. Okay? Um, so, of course he did. Of course he did. But he's, he's a fullback. Yeah, he is. He's a Tim Tebow. That's exactly what he is. So... I mean, uh, if I had a choice between him and Jake Mayer, um, I'd probably take Jake Mayer. Well, I don't think so. I I don't think I would. Now, Jake Mayer could throw the ball, and he proved that last year. But Chris Strebler has a lot of hype with him right now, and I think you get a lot more – Passes in the seat in Calgary with Strebler as your quarterback than you would with Jake Mayer because I think most of the fans in Calgary right now think the same way as you do. Yeah. Well, some people are optimistic, but they're stupid. Okay. You see, once again, once again, my biggest issue, my biggest issue, Christopher, like I said last week, outside in. We can see it from the outside that Jake Mayer, what is his upside? He doesn't have an upside, okay? Same no. with Jeremiah Mazzoli. But these guys still get signed. Well, so and, does Mitchell. Calgary, Calgary is going to waste another whole fucking season on Jake Mayer. And Hamilton... Well, obviously they're not. They just signed Matthew Schlitz. Yeah, right. And Hamilton is going to spend another fucking season with Bo Levi Mitchell. Come on. Are you stupid? Well, the good thing about Hamilton is is they're not going to spend the entire season because he's going to get hurt. Um, Right. Uh, Anyhow, William. Yes. Powell. Taylor Powell. But... This is yeah, the end of the show. So right. this has been Let's Talk CFL okay. podcast episode number 562. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. Uh, we had Rick McDonald in here uh, for show. It was uh, great talking with Rick, and uh, hopefully he'll come back. He's going to get better with this. He was a little nervous, I could tell. Anyhow, and uh, William, say good night. Good night, everybody. Uh, let's go. Free agency next week. Not that there's anybody major left. So we'll see who signs who. Well, Matthew Bitt.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.